patrons are reminded that this is a no-smoking area. fourth episode already i know i say already like i ain't start last september and it's february but let's not get into that you listen to the no smoke podcast as always it's me your host uh today we got kind of a mixed bag you know yesterday big game came on rivalry game unc versus duke me i'm a carolina fan by the influence of my father we're gonna get into that and then also I did a Q&A, a question and answer where I had my loyal fans send me questions and I provided answers to those burning inquiries. But before we get into any of that, I just want to shout out all of my listeners, every single one of you. I had people who I never expected came up to me and asked me what the next episode was. And sometimes... Motivation is hard doing things like this, and that's the type of things that keep me going, knowing people that I would never even expect listen to me actually listen to me. So, shout out to y'all. Y'all the real MVP. All right, first things first, rest in peace, Zion Williamson shoe. As you know, or may not have known, Zion Williamson blew through his shoe last night in the first 30 seconds of the game on a hard turn towards the basket. Now, first of all, that boy know he was wrong trying to wear some low-top PGs, and he's 6'9", 6'8", 300 pounds. Those shoes never stood a chance. <laughs> never stood a chance. I remember telling my boys in the group chat, as soon as it happened, he shouldn't have been wearing them shoes. He should have had on some Shaq Gnosis, some Patrick Ewings, or since Duke is a Nike school, at least like some LeBrons or something. His whole Duke career, so it was bound to happen. But still, anyways, prayers up to Zion. Hope his knee alright. And um, rest in peace, Nike stock, because nobody buying PG 2.5s anymore. That was on national TV. It's crazy, though, because people pay upwards of $2,500 just to see him play, just to see Duke play at home. And they got spanked. You really hate to see. You hate to see injuries, but as a UMC fan, you love to see Duke lose, especially the way they did. I think we should start a petition to change Duke University to Luke University because Luke May <laughs> really put it on them boys. Top ranked team in the country with three four top five prospects and they got beat by a four year senior, Luke May. That's tough. Luke May plopped a fat juicy 30 and 15 on the best team in the country. That's a grown man stat line. Now, granted, he is a grown man, but still, someone has to step up on Duke defense because their interior was awful. No one could hit anything from deep, neither team. So the one who could capitalize inside was the team that's going to win, and that's exactly what UNC did. They dropped it down to Luke almost every play, and he scored almost every play. No one could stop that man. Looked like a man on a mission. I wish I could say the same about Kobe White, though. 
Kobe played last night like he never seen a basketball before in his life. I mean, before the game, it was reporting he grew up a Duke fan, and we could tell. Because it looked like he was playing for the other side the whole game. Man's had like six, seven turnovers, and it was all hard to watch. He couldn't hit nothing. Now, I understand the lights was bright. Okay. It was a tense stadium arena because you were away. Okay, but fella, that ain't it. We eighth ranked now. We just beat the AP number one team. Granted, our two best players are seniors and Cam Johnson and Luke May. But we might we might make a push in the tournament. Y'all keep looking out for us. Cause we looking out for y'all, if you know what I'm saying. As far as Duke and Zion goes though, I think with this recent knee injury, he should shut it down for the rest of the season. From what I've seen, it's more of a scare than a threat, but still, you're risking millions of dollars and your draft stock just to play for Duke. I don't know about him, but I wouldn't make that trade-off. Duke can uh, kick rocks. I might be a little biased in my assessment, seeing as how I'm a Carolina fan, but still, you don't want to risk all that just to play for Duke. They got two, three other top five prospects, five-star recruits. And if they can't get it done without Zion, then they might be on some fraud behavior. And we don't condone fraud behavior around here on the No Smoke Podcast. Dude might be looking a little funny in the light without Zion. So I hate to say it, but uh, Duke fans, it looks like it's curtains for y'all. Y'all might want to become Knicks fans. That might be the next time y'all see Zion... <laughs> Suit up and hit the court again. Hit the hardwood. But anyways, that's my reaction to last night's spectacle. Prayers up for Zion. Speedy recovery. Saw my man's Barry Obama, number 44. Had to hit us with the clean 44 jacket. Got to fit off on us. I see you. Anyways, Luke May snapped. There's nothing else I can say about that. He might be a four-year senior and on his way to a corporate America job, but... He number one overall in my heart. That's all that matters. I'm not really a diehard NCAA basketball fan because I think they should pay their kids. But I do follow Carolina and I think that was an interesting game and I wanted to give my perspective on all the many things that happened during that game. I got to bring back the boys and have another ball talk episode on the goings on in the NBA. I'm going to get the squad back together. Now on to the section of the podcast we've all been waiting for for uh, coming up on a month now, but we're not we're not talking about that right now. I'm talking about questions and answers. Well, y'all send me questions and I educate y'all on how I feel about them. So we're gonna get right we're gonna jump right into first one, Jelan. What made you want to start a podcast? Well, brother, let me fill you in on exactly what made me want to start a podcast. I don't remember, but now nah, it just came to me one day. But it was so long ago that I don't remember exactly how I chose podcasting. I mean, I've always been to content creation and things like YouTube and gaming videos, like Twitch and making music. And I wanted to be a part of it and see what it's like on the other side, on the creator side, to put myself out there and work hard towards something. 
because it's a different feeling when you consuming people's content and when you producing it it's a special feeling but sometimes it might not feel so special when you see everybody and anyone doing it but at the time i didn't know podcasting was such a big thing so i thought you know i just jump on into it i saw a sale on microphones on amazon and you know i like a good sale and i thought you know this this might be a sign so that kind of catalyzed what i was going to do as far as choosing podcasts and i got the mic and it came and i looked up how to do all the software and everything how to format the podcast and how to get it out there that's what i did i mean i used to rap if you know me you know i used to put out some tracks i was fire i was i was doing the thing I might have to include a link in the description of this so y'all can check me out, you know what I'm saying? Put me on. <laughs> but I felt like that market was overly saturated, which ironically now so is podcasting. But And, you know, the fact that it is saturated kind of detracts from my motivation in a way. Like, how do I set myself apart from everyone else? How do I get people to listen to me over everyone else? Or listen to me when they could be doing anything else, and that's kind of it's kind of heavy. I I deal with that a lot. Trying to stay motivated, trying to trick, trying to stay producing. When I know I could get lost in an endless sea of podcasts and have no one listen to me. But that's where faith comes in. That's where interaction comes in with the, my listeners, because I see that you all are listening. Every day I grow in listeners and people actually subscribing to listen to my episodes whenever I put them out. So they're the first ones to get it. And I appreciate that. I see that. And that's what keeps the fire burning. And I see the feedback I get and I see the impact that I'm making and I keep going because there is a lot of self-doubt in content creation because you're putting pretty much your entire self out there for people to judge and make comments on and do whatever with and it can get rough but that's that's where the faith comes in so to answer your question what made you want to start a podcast pretty much i just like to hear myself talk (laughs) but other than that i just wanted to create something and put i guess my own spin on something that's already pretty popular in today's day and age with podcasting and internet creation you could do anything just put on internet and it's there so i don't want to be just anyone i try to do things to set myself apart it may not seem like it because there's just so many and i might have similarities to someone else out there but i appreciate everyone who listens to me and i'm extremely grateful so from where i've started to where i am now like five six months later i've I've come a long way, believe it or not. I know I don't release episodes like I should on a very consistent basis, but I think I've come a long way. And I think you'll agree if you listen to the first episode and then listen to this one. And by the way, listen to all of my episodes, please, on repeat. The more clicks I get, the better off it'll be for everyone. I'm just leave it at that. I mean, trust me, it feels like Everywhere you go, someone releasing a new podcast. Everybody got a podcast. Everyone doing this, doing that. But I just try to focus on what I'm... Because it's... 
for me, is something that I like to do. And I think that's all that matters. I don't know if it's the end all be all, if it's something I'm gonna do forever. It might be a stepping stone into something bigger, something better. So I I just gotta keep at it. And I appreciate I appreciate y'all for staying on me so I can keep at it and keep growing and become better than I was the day before. Cause that's really important. When you do something like this, you need that support. You need that feedback, that interaction with your listeners. It, it's important. And it's something that I like to do. So that's why I do it. So what made you want to start? What made me want to start a podcast? I already told you like a million times, but I think you get the idea. Second question. What is your biggest fear? I don't know about y'all, but my biggest fear is being broke. You feel me? <laughs> but honestly, as far as fears go, I'm primarily afraid of failure i guess and, you know not in a way that you know stops me from trying new things or giving my all towards something but it's always like a nagging feeling in the back of my head that you know there's a chance you might fail and that's kind of scary to me like you'll never be good enough or you might not be good enough right now you know stuff like that it's something i definitely work towards every day by trying to instill self-confidence in everything that I do, but that's kind of where I am right now. I'm afraid to fail. Everything I do, my first thought isn't, what if this is successful? It's always, what if I fail at this? That's why if you see me in public and I don't talk a lot, it's because of that feeling. I mean, it may seem small, but I just don't talk a lot because I'm afraid I might say the wrong thing or what I say might not, you know, click. Which is kind of weird because I do podcasts, but it's just it's a different thing when you're in a social setting and you're part of a conversation and you might say a joke and let's say it doesn't land and everyone's looking at you weird or looking at you funny and you don't, it's just awkward silence. I think that's more anxiety than fear of failure, but same thing to me. I think I'm just, it's something I definitely work on, but that's, that's my biggest fear. I mean, sometimes you can flip that fear into like motivation. Like you're so afraid to fail that you do good. I don't know. I don't think that's really a good way to use it or a good way to, you know, work that, but it's definitely something I work on. It's something I'm aware of that usually when I do something, I'm afraid to fail. It doesn't stop me. Like I say, it doesn't stop me from trying new things because I tried this podcast and I tried different things throughout my daily life, but it's just there. It's like, it's always tugging at me like, yo, you might not be good or you might suck. And it's kind of a bad feeling to have, but I think we all have it in a way, but that's just my biggest fear. It's just failure. That's what keeps me up at night if you want to put it like that uh third question question number three how hard has life hit you that's a very interesting question because life be hitting i don't know (laughs) i don't know if y'all know but life be hitting boy but to answer your question i could put it like this put it in the most eloquent way possible 
Life be hitting me harder than Randy Orton slamming a nigga through a table in a TLC match. <laughs> Life be hitting me harder than child support for a man with 12 illegitimate children. Life be hitting me like Thanos. <laughs> Life be hitting me like... Omae wa mou shindeiru. Nani? But nah, it's not like life is bad right now. It's just a lot of things be happening at once, man. Like, you go to sleep, wake up, it's a new problem every day. Like, golly, can I get a break? But we all know that's not how life works. So how hard does life hit you? Pretty hard. Next question. This is a good question. What do you look for in a girl? Now, I don't know why y'all asked me this, but <laughs> she got to be interested in me, first of all. That's, that's, just, that's just off rip. If she not interested in me, then she either trying to play me or break my heart. And I've had enough of that. As far as qualities go, though, if she not loyal like Phoenix Suns fans, then I don't want her. And <laughs> looks ain't everything, but she got to be cute. If she not cute, then odds are it's not going to last because you're going to wake up one day. You're going to roll over and you're going to look at her and you're going to think, that ain't it, man. <laughs> no courage she can swerve. That's Bible. That's verse 1, chapter 1, uh, Law Nations. No curse thou can swerve. <laughs> Honestly, though, above all that, what I look for in a girl is what she looks for in me, if that makes sense. Like, what is her intentions with me? I think that's more important than anything, for real. Is she going to be there for me? Does she actually care about my feelings? Yes, men have feelings too. Does she care about our continued happiness? Or is it just about her all the time? Am I just a phase? Am I a rebound guy trying to get back at her ex or something? Or someone to comfort her because she's lonely and then tossed to the side when she's done. Is she willing to work as hard as I am towards being together? And when times get hard, will she bounce? Those are all very important questions you should ask yourself, firstly, when, you know, looking into a girl or when you're interested in a girl. You should see what her intentions are for you. What is her purpose? What does she look for in you? And can you provide that? And can she provide what you look for for you? For, you know, continued success and uh, happiness in the future. Because that's what it's going to take. A lot of people don't really ask those questions. They just take people at face value and don't dig deep enough until it's too late. And that's why things fail. So what I look for in a girl is what kind of girl is she? And also, do she got a donk? <laughs> I think those are top two most important things when you're looking for a girl. So I understand not every relationship ends in marriage, but you should at least respect the relationship for what it is by making sure y'all are actually compatible. Or don't don't waste your time. That's all I gotta say on that. Well, not really, because this next question kind of ties into that. And I might spend a little bit of time on this one, so buckle up, buddy. How you feel about relationships? I feel like it's a really loaded question. How do I feel about relationships? 
Now a week ago, my answer would have been a lot more pessimistic than it is now. But I've, I kind of found some clarity with the whole relationship thing. After being spammed endlessly by pictures of happy couples on social media on Valentine's Day while I sat in my house and played 2K, I, I think I've discovered peace with relationships. I feel like they are what you make them, if that makes sense. I mean, I can harp on my generation this and my generation that, but at the end of the day, you control what you control. And I don't think blaming your whole generation for your relationship failures is fair. And, and I see a lot of that. A lot of generalization and finger pointing. And I I think that's the root of your worries and not the people you point your fingers at. I also think, I know I'm sounding like an old guy, but social media. A lot of people idolize celebrity relationships. A lot of people idolize celebrity relationships, and I think that leads to a lot of failures in relationships. I think social media has a lot to do with how little privacy people have. Everything you do is under a microscope or magnified because you post it online, so it's kind of your fault. So I guess I can't really blame social media for something you do. A lot of people are nosy. A lot of people like to be messy, quote-unquote, by getting in between you and someone else in a relationship or pulling up old stuff or dropping dirt and stuff like that everyone wants to be goals everyone wants to be the model image of what a relationship should be on the surface but no one wants to talk about what it takes to get there what it takes to go into it to make it you know foundationally sound because you can have a cake with a whole lot of icing but if the cake is trash like the actual cake dough part itself is garbage, then your relationship's gonna be garbage regardless of how much icing or cover up you put on the surface to put on the internet. So there's that, there's my old guy rant. And you know, it just kind of sensationalizes what it actually takes. It takes work. Um, I actually looked it up and I'm surprised that divorce rates are actually on a decline as compared to previous generations. So no, there's some hope there for relationships, so it's not this generation. I think more people are becoming more educated on like things like couples therapy and financial responsibility. Because when you get into a relationship, it's kind of like a business. It's a symbiotic relationship. You both should benefit off of each other. So when you keep things in or don't display your emotions properly, then things could crumble or fail. And especially financially, if you're not financially responsible and things go south, regardless of how much you love somebody, it just might not be feasible to be together anymore. And I think another big factor of lower divorce rates is people just aren't getting married anymore. Not a lot of people put that, put that weight or that emphasis on getting married. No one wants that title anymore. There's a lot of cohabitation and people dating forever going on me personally i i don't see nothing wrong with that but i want to get married i think i've said this before in a previous episode episode one i think that i want to get married have my big old black wedding and all that that's just something i want for myself but it has to be with the right person it definitely has to be with the right person because things happen you could do your best to prevent a breakup but if it needs to happen it's going to happen it's it's okay. You live another day. But for me, I want to make sure I put my best foot forward and choosing my partner and make sure 
it doesn't have to come to that and we could work through whatever you know happens to us and that's all about you i guess it's about what you want do you want the finest thing on the block but she can't be loyal worth the lick or you want a nice a nice girl i mean who says she can't be fine too I think it's all about on the inside. Make sure you all are on the same page and you go through a long vetting process. You gotta vet your mates. You gotta make sure they on the up and up as far as, you know, background history or just see what, how they react to different things. Cause a lot of people show their signs early. They show their hand really early and it's up to you to see it out instead of being willfully ignorant or blissfully blind openness honesty and self-awareness is the key for real to me you definitely got to be self-aware because if you don't if you can't see where your standing is and what you're doing to affect the relationship then pointing fingers and you know giving blame and all that that's not really helpful it's not really constructive so you got to be aware of who you are as a person so you know what kind of person is compatible with you i'm really dropping gems here i'm dropping dimes so if you don't take what I say seriously and you get your heart broke, then that's on you. Cause I'm speaking from experience. I know what I'm talking about. I give y'all a quick rundown of my relationship history. All right. Middle school, <laughs> Mid I'm for real, for real. Middle school, I liked this girl for three years. I did everything for her, bro. Every Valentine's day, I came through straps, had the presents, had the gifts, had the candy, passed notes and all that. Did what I had to do, got a number, you know what I'm saying? Met at her locker, talked, chatted it up. Three years this happens. Just for it to go nowhere. She chose someone else. Dude moved away in middle school for like two years. Came back freshman year of high school. And they got together when I had been there putting in work for three years straight. Just to get curved, bro. And that was that was my first entrance into a heartbreak and knowing what it's like to get hurt. Three years, man, of my life. Freshman year, that, that just ruined it for me. Uh, sophomore year, I got this girl. We broke up after two weeks. She didn't even talk to me. Okay, we supposed to be girlfriend, boyfriend, la da da, high school. She didn't even like talking to me. It felt, I made me feel inadequate. Like I didn't do nothing right. I thought she was supposed to like me, bro. So she broke up with me. Well, actually we just ended it. We broke up with each other. Uh, after that, I became a playboy, a little bit of a bachelor, you know what I'm saying? Junior year, I was, I was fresh, I was big pimping. And senior year roll around, still big pimping. But then prom comes around, asks to go to prom. We all know how that goes. And afterwards, I thought it would be a good idea. Hey, maybe you should be my girlfriend. Hindsight, I don't know. Might have been a good decision then. But, you know, looking back in hindsight in 2020, I got hurt again. And this was the big one. This was the one that made me step back and realize, like, yo, these women ain't... <laughs> You know the rest, but still pimping, still bachelor life until now. I start 
opening up more, you know, meeting new people. And I don't talk to girls just for the sole purpose of getting into a relationship. I talk to them to become friends or get to know them, get to know how they think. As people don't understand that having a girl, not girlfriend, but a friend that's a girl is very valuable because they can tell you how they think and you can ask them for advice when actually pursuing a different girl. That's not to say it's a 100% success rate because even women don't fully understand women. They have a they have a lot they have a lot going on. Let's just say that, but it's definitely more than nothing. Are trying to ask your bros for tips on women? Well, you know they don't understand them. So it's, I know what I'm talking about. Let's just say that. And speaking of breakups, I know this wasn't part of the question, but I'm kind of going on a tangent right now. But breakups are hard. When you going through one. Take this advice from me. Get your playlist right. Make sure you ain't got nothing serious going on because it can affect your mental state. Like, it could really affect your mental state. Because my last big breakup, man, I was at work. And it was tough because you see couples walking in. You see people coming in with their kids, with their newborn babies. I was working at Dick Sporting Goods, right? And this couple walked up to me. And they bought like this fitness uh, wedding band so it wouldn't fall off, you know. And I almost broke down in tears, bro, because my heart was hurt. And these people were happily in love. And I was just sitting at there helpless at the cash register, not getting a text back from the girl that I thought I was going to spend the rest of my life with. So there's that. Make sure you got your playlist right. Make sure you ain't got nothing for real going on because it's going to hurt. Make time for yourself to feel better. And do something constructive, something to take your mind off of the breakup, because it's going to be hard. You're going to hit your bros up. They're going to be like, bro, stop being soft. You're going to be like, dang, man, that's, that's not what I wanted to hear. So you got to get your, your playlist right. John Legend, Ordinary People. Uh, Lenny Williams, Because I Love You. Those are staples. Um, I Miss You by, who was it? Harold Melvin in the Blue Notes, that's that's another staple. Uh, it, it's plenty of breakup songs. Whatever you like, whatever you into, make sure you got your playlist right. That's like the main thing with dealing with a breakup because it'll get you through it, man. Music has helped me with so much in my life. And relationships is definitely one of them. So how do I feel about relationships? As of now, I'm kind of optimistic. I got... I don't want to say I got something going on, but you know, you, you know me, I got, I got, I got something going on and that's how I feel. I hope I answered your question as <laughs> thoroughly as possible. That's what I aim to do here. And on uh, the next question isn't really a question. It was just give advice and I don't know what to give advice on. I mean, if you think. LeBron and the Lakers not going to the playoffs, then I advise you go to the nearest mental health facility and get examined immediately. But I don't think that's the kind of advice you're looking for. But not for real. Look out for the Lakers, bro. We coming. Y'all want to bang with playoff LeBron. When he get into his mode, let Thanos, it's over. One, one snap, the rest of the league going to notice. But as far as win advice goes, I guess... This might sound cliche, and it's probably a cliche. 
just follow your dreams that's that's the best advice well random advice i could give you i mean me i had plenty of dreams i wanted to be a a voiceover actor for like you know anime and cartoons and things like that i also wanted to be an actor in like comedy movies i wanted to work within sports the nba as like a writer or something i mean it's not to say i can't do all that but you just definitely want to follow your dreams those are still things i want to do and i'm in college for nothing related to any of that but i still want to do that one day i'm kind of rambling but i just want people to know that i do have extravagant dreams and i guess i'm really telling myself this advice to follow it one day i want to be a anime voiceover comedy acting uh sports writer that's who says i can't the sky is the limit never set barriers on yourself never restrict yourself there's no red tape when it comes to what you want to do and seeing it through I mean, I give America a lot of crap because, quite frankly, it sucks towards people like me and people with the, my color is skin, but the American dream is real. You can do whatever you want as long as you put your mind to it. So as far as advice goes, I advise you don't bet against LeBron or you'd be out of a lot of money because... If LeBron say he going to the playoffs, then he going to the playoffs. That's it. That's final. Period. <laughs> but follow your dreams. And never think your dreams are too big. Because they not. The only dream that's too big is one you don't chase. I think. I don't know. My answer kind of kind of sucked. But Next question. This was the very first question I got. And... I was going to just not answer it at all, but, you know, got to be loyal to my fans, I guess. Is a hot dog a sandwich? No. Anyways, this has been the No Smoke Podcast. Make sure y'all watch out for my mixtape. Both rapping and hoop mixtape. It's going to be a rap hoop mixtape in one. But for I hope you learned something today. I always try to do my very best to give y'all some free education. Zero dollars down, zero percent APR, all that. <laughs> also, I wish Zion a speedy recovery and keep Duke fans in y'all prayers, man. It might, it might be a tough road ahead for them. They might fall on some hard times. Give them a nice UNC embroidered towel to wipe their tears with. But that's been uh, episode four, episode five on the way. Also, look out for other ventures I might be partaking in. Look out for the next episode of Ball Talk. Like I said, I'm going to try to get the squad back together. I know y'all like that one. That's my most viewed uh, episode so far, the Ball Talk one. So, Oh, and before I forget, someone hit me up and tell me how I'm doing on like episode length. For a solo podcast, I try to do like 30, 40 minutes. And when I do the whole group, like for Ball Talk and stuff, I try to do an hour hour 10 let me know if that's too short that's too long like what's best for y'all i'm here for y'all what i do is to maximize my audience and make sure everyone 
is happy pretty much. I know everyone's not going to be happy, but try to make sure I do what's in the best interest of the people listening. Because without y'all, there would be no me. And without me, what else would you listen to?